הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של ערנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנע הפך קידוש ומשה בארץ המה. ובפחת רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today uh, we continue in שבחי הר"ן. We're going to do three sections today, shorter ones, but we're going to use some background from חיים אורן to explain a little bit what happens uh, between the lines here. Starting with uh, section uh, 26. סעיף כ"ו ובנסיעתם מגל"צ לביתם נסעו דרך קהילת קודש יאסי. יאס. And as they were traveling through גל"צ uh, to get home, they traveled uh, through the holy community uh, of the city of יאסי. And uh, יאסי is a place in, uh, in Romania. In fact, uh, some people know about it today because uh, we still... Uh, Because of Ukraine, the situation right now, through Uman, we go through uh, Yassi, some people go through Moldova, but Yassi is a bordering country on the border between Romania and uh, Ukraine that, uh, uh, what do you call it, that was uh, common to go back home in, in that time. So uh, they were traveling through Yassi. And in the city, there was tremendous... Uh, Suffering, plague, affliction in every single city, in every single village. And therefore it was very difficult for Rabbeinu and his attendant to cross through the border uh, because of this plague. Because even if Rabbeinu and his attendant, even after the quarantine that they did, it was still not effective to help them get through the border because everyone would be scared of this plague. But God was at their aid and their assistance. And they were saved from everything. From plague, from sword, from famine, from thirst, from captivity. Everything occurred. And they were saved from everything. And with God's kindness, they escaped absolutely everything. They arrived home in peace. Peace in their bodies. Rabbeinu had peace in his body, peace in his money. Shalom betoratot, peace in his Torah. Meaning Rabbeinu came uh, the same way, came back the same way that he left. I mean, and even, obviously, higher we're talking about. Much, much higher. Because Rabbeinu merited a wondrous perception in the land of Israel. So lofty, so intense, so high. We cannot even measure it. It's, it's quite infinite. Uh, proof of this, go to Chaim Oran, Rabbeinu describes the levels he attained. Um, your, your hair is going to stand on end, you'll, you'll get goosebumps reading what, uh, what is written over there. Just a little piece here that, uh, that is written um, in connection to what we just said over here. If you go to Chaim Oran, number 140, Rabbeinu um, merited some awesome things, but look at the description Rabbi Natan writes. Rabbeinu was a, a chidush, a novelty that is a muflag, it's, a, it's a wondrous, we cannot even describe it beyond description. That a chidush like Rabbeinu, a novelty like Rabbeinu didn't exist even in the previous generations. As Rabbeinu grabbed the, the Magid of Terovitsa one time, the Magid of Terovitsa was a very big tzaddik at the time, one of the... Um, The tzaddikim um, who lived at the time of Baal Shem Tov, he was actually very old. He was Rabbeinu's oldest student. He was in his 70s when he came and became a student of Rabbeinu just to show you the degree of humility of this awesome tzaddik, the Magid of Teravitsa. 
And um, Rabenu one time was with the Magid Vatelavitsa and grabbed him by the beard at Sodashishit. And I told and told him like this a phrase that's uh, been engraved and uh, <laughs> ingrained in the mind of the Brasov Chasidim, a phrase that's uh, written in many songs. A very awesome phrase. Chidush Kamoni no Hayameoram. A chidush like me, a novelty, a novelty like me has yet to exist in the world. Something that uh, we cannot even understand what we're talking about here. And uh, for those people who have questions about uh, humility, how can someone this big say something like this? It sounds arrogant. A person has to make himself small to really understand something like this. Because uh, humility is not in the place, uh, Rabbeinu says, humility is not a person who, who keeps his head to the ground and starts walking with his head down. Rabbeinu says that's not humility. Humility is still recognizing your level, and yet vis-a-vis Hashem you make yourself absolutely nothing. And that's what we're talking about here. And when Rabbeinu says something like this, he has absolutely no pride in this. It's something way beyond the degree we even understand. That uh, we have to make ourselves small. So when we hear something like this from such an awesome tzaddik, we really have to, have to pay attention and try to grasp as much as possible, to nullify ourselves as much as possible to a tzaddik who said he attained such things. And uh, we're going to see another story of the Magid of Teravitsa, this awesome tzaddik, the uh, Rabbi Akutia, Rabbi Akutia, the Magid of Teravitsa, um, one of the big tzaddikim, one of the big uh, chassidim of Rabbeinu, the oldest tzaddik, we're gonna, uh, the oldest chassid of Rabbeinu. We're going to see here some awesome things. Uh, as we continue within Shif Chayachan. Seif Chavzayim. Ad kos sipanu ktsat me'adim ad ktipa minayam me'otem atlaod ha'patkaot ha'sakanot ha'atsumot ha'estiorim ha'kashim ha'pchadim ha'gdolim sh'ayu le'rabbenu z'yukhorachah ba'nasiyah shel ha'erat Yisrael. Up until here we discussed just a little bit, a drop of the sea, a drop of the ocean. Less than a drop of the ocean. From the uh, tremendous hardships, difficulties, dangers, and great afflictions, difficult things, fears, that Rabbenu had to go through in his journey to the land of Israel. As he was traveling there and as he was returning back home. And Hashem helped Rabbeinu, did with him awesome miracles, wondrous things in every single moment, every single moment, every single instant. Rabbeinu merited to finish that which he desired. As Rabbi Nathan quotes from Chagiga, the Gemara Chagiga, page 15b in the Gemara Chagiga, it's brought down over there that uh, Rabbi Akiva was the only tzaddik of these four tzaddikim that uh, entered uh, what we call this spiritual uh, elevation, the spiritual place called Pardes. It says about Rabbi Akiva, he entered in peace and exited in peace. The same we can say about Rabbeinu with regard to the traveling to Israel. Rabbeinu was going to this very awesome spiritual perception and he merited to go in peace and he returned in peace. And he came to his house in peace. And we see some awesome things here that Rabbeinu merited to finish, to accomplish. Rabbeinu said before he passed away, I have finished and I will finish. We see this idea of accomplishment that Rabbeinu merited to attain. Aside from the fact that we're going to see a beautiful story that is written in Chaim Oran, uh, Siman Kuf Mem Tet, Siman 149, section 149 of Chaim Oran, described the beautiful story as Rabbeinu was traveling back home. Uh, as we're talking about right now, it's a very applicable to what we just read. That Rabbeinu was traveling back home, back to his wife and his kids and to his students. And uh, on the way there, he was traveling through a few different cities. And he was traveling through a city called uh, Kaniblad. And uh, 
or near the city. And what happened? The Magid of Terovitsa was there. And he heard that Rabenu had just arrived back home. And his attendant told him about this. <laughs> and, uh, or one of the Magid's followers told him about this. And one of the Magid's followers spotted Rabenu near the bridge outside the town. And uh, he was moved by this. He went immediately told his Rabbe, the Magid of Terovitsa, who was a student of Rabenu. And uh, the Magid of Terovitsa opened up his eyes and he said, wow. So uh, the Magid of Terovitsa told his attendant, basically, or his follower, basically, go rent a carriage and meet me. I'm going to run from here right now. Go meet me. I'm going to go cross the bridge and this and that. You're going to meet me. Go take a carriage. There's no time to wait. I'm going to start running and uh, meet me along the way and then pick me up. So the Magid of Terovitsa starts running. You're talking about a man in his old age, <laughs> in his 70s. Takes up his... His ha- uh, starts running without his hat and his coat as brought down over there in the discussion Chaim Oran <laughs> that Rabbi Nathan writes he didn't even have time to take his hat and his coat he was, had so much rizut, so much haste to go visit Rabenu that he gets up and he starts running and uh, the Magid of Terovitsa starts running as the man takes a and the man was quick obviously he went to go get his carriage starts uh, getting the carriage and starts going the man, by the time, by the man, the time, sorry, by the time the man arrives to the city where Rabenu was in, the Magid Terovitsa had already been with Rabenu for at least one hour. Just to show you, Rabbi Nathan says, the reason why I'm writing this is basically to show you the great passion and desire that these people who fear God have whenever they see the face of tzaddikim, true tzaddikim that are bigger than them. That. The Magid Terovitsa was an awesome tzaddik in his own right. He didn't need to come to Rabenu. He didn't need to take off his position of Rabbi. But you know what he did? Took off his hat and he came to Rabenu. He said, you're my teacher. And when a tzaddik who's true like this, like the Magid Terovitsa, is humble enough to make himself small before someone bigger than him, look what he is. Look what he does. The humility that he has to start running, to reach Rabenu before even his student <laughs> arrives, uh, uh, arrives at Rabenu, even if the student had a carriage, a horse and everything. Just to show you the awesome uh, passion that the tzaddikim have to visit other greater tzaddikim. Something very special and something that's truly humble. Seif Chavchet, the last one for today. Basically, the, the immense level that Rabenu had attained in the land of Israel is impossible to express, even explain just a little bit. It's literally had never been heard of in history. Never been seen before that a person who's been born of an earthly mother um, had attained such a level through the air of the land of Israel. It's, imp- it's impossible to speak of this. Rabbi Nathan says in Chaim Oran, who am I to even speak of this? Because even just speaking about it is diminishing the honor of the tzaddik. Rabbeinu took a very great pride in himself by the fact that he merited to be in the land of Israel. And also at the end of Rabbeinu's days, a few months before he passed away, there's a beautiful story about this. Rabbeinu said, Rabbeinu said that in a time when he was, in a very dark time of his life, when he was trying to, when he was suffering with tuberculosis, coughing up pints of blood every single day, Rabbeinu, in uh, the last few months of his life, Mamash, the only the only good point he could find within himself was the fact that he found that he merited to step foot in the land of Israel. 
So Rabbeinu in the end of his day said that uh, he brought himself to life and vitality through the fact that he married his step four Amot in the land of Israel. Look uh, at the Parparot Moran with regard to the story, the background story behind how Rabbeinu came up with a lesson of Likute Moran Tinyana, the second volume of Likute Moran, lesson 78 over there, discusses this exact idea. A wondrous story that I think we've shared it multiple times in uh, other YouTube videos nonetheless. It's a story that everyone should read. It's, it's super encouraging. It's, it can lift a person from the deepest depths of hell into, into the highest heavens. It's something beyond awesome. The Amar and Rabbeinu said, This I already know. That the second a person wants to do anything holy, immediately he has great obstacles for this. We're going to discuss all of this further. We're going to see this in Sichot Aran, section 11, uh, this idea. And that's it for today. We see some awesome, some awesome subjects we discussed here. And uh, may we continue, uh, continuing through Shifrei Aran until we finish and God willing start a new book, Sichot Aran, with such pieces of advice that can, uh, that can revive a person. That's it for today. Continuing with uh, section 29 of Shifcha, next podcast.